Way back, when Jesus, uh, when Jesus was alive, he said it again and again. And after he died, people expected that it was good, that the end of the world as they knew it was coming, that he was going to return and everything was going to change. Human consciousness would change and usher in God's kingdom, a, a new way of being, a, a, a kingdom, a, a way of shalom, of peace and prosperity for all people. And so in this vision, there would be no poor. There would be no war. There would be no divisions that were based on some people having lots of wealth and others not. And there would be no racism. And this, this was a dream that was worth living for. It was worth working for. It still is. But 2,000 years later, 2,000 years later, we're still waiting for the day of the Lord. They thought it was going to be any day now. And Christ does seem to be late, or at least later than they or I might have expected. And the world, the world has gone on its merry way in, in that time. Christmas became a holiday of those with wealth buying presents for themselves. It is. And now, today, we fear the end of the world as we know it. I mean, if you talk to people and you talk about the end of the world, people tend to agree that it's not necessarily a good thing. Instead of it being the much-needed change to end tyranny of human power over one another on this planet... When we hear end of the world, we fear. We imagine the wrath to come, or whether it be from nuclear fire or extinction level event due to global warming. We, not God, we have become our own worst enemy. There was a time, though, once upon a time, when people welcomed the day of the Lord, the end of the world as we've known it. So sing with me, if you remember these words. You'll hear them tonight at the football game. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, Thou who hast brought us thus far on the way, Thou who hast by thy might led us into the light. Keep us forever in the path, we pray. Lest our feet stray from the places, our God, where we met thee. Lest our hearts Drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. We became drunk with the wine of the world. We became drowsy. We fell asleep. And we forgot. We forgot that the day of the Lord is a good thing. Something to be anticipated and celebrated like a wedding. Jesus taught, at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten young bridesmaids 
who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom. Now five of them were wise and the other five were foolish. The foolish ones took their lamps but didn't bring oil for them. But the wise ones took their lamps and also brought containers of oil. When the groom was laid in coming, they all became drowsy and went to sleep. But at midnight, there was a cry, look, the groom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. But the foolish bridesmaids said to the wise ones, give us some of your oil because our lamps have gone out. But the wise bridesmaids replied, no, because if we share with you, there won't be enough for our lamps and yours. We have a better idea. You go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the groom came. Those who were ready went with him into the wedding. Then the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore, keep alert, because you don't know the day or the hour. Jesus told this story for a purpose. And it comes down to, are you one of the wise ones? Or are you one of the foolish ones? What is it that separates the wise from the foolish in this story? Everyone, all of us, I hope anyway, wants the world to change, to be saved from the destructive path of ego and greed that we're all on right now. And everybody wants to go to the wedding in the story. Everybody wants to go to the wedding. So what do you think bringing the oil means? What does it mean? These are, we'll get, into, we'll get into a little bit more, but and what is Jesus getting at with all this? Imagine that his teaching in your mind, imagine what's going on. The bridesmaid, all of them show up. They all want to go. They all have their lamps. And, and you, can tell, you can't even tell you by looking at them who the, who the wise ones are and, who the, and the ones that aren't. So here's kind of a way that I sometimes think about this story. The summer before the pandemic, my, my son Miles and I, we went canoeing up in the Canadian wilderness, and we went up with six other scouts. And we set out into Quetico, and if you know what Quetico is, it's this wilderness area, there's nothing out there. We did not see another human being out from our, aside from our group for a week. There are no emergency services, no cell phones, and we had to get by with whatever we either had on us or that we could find. Now, for those of you who haven't canoed before, do you know what a portage is? Okay, yeah, portages. So what a portage is, is that you put everything that you've taken, and when you start the trip, it's like 90 pounds, all your food, everything. You put a 95-pound back on your, hand, on your back, and you carry the canoe, and you have to walk over rocks and wherever you're getting from up to a mile to get to where your next, where your next stop is. And I did something very unwise. So I had these sandals, and they were good sandals, right? I, I, I had taken them all over India when I was there 20 years before. And Carrie wisely warned, you should really get new sandals for those portages. Yours are worn out. They're really old. 
And I said, no, no, I don't need new sandals. I don't, I don't want to spend the money. So those are like, you know, $150 sandals. And these are perfectly good, perfectly good. First wilderness day out in the wilderness on a portage that is known affectionately as the agonies. Give you an idea what that one was like. The soles of bold sandals fell off because the glue on them was really old and it, the sandals just fell off. And so all I had on my feet were pieces of leather against my tender bottoms of the feet and all of these sharp rocks. And I was carrying a 90 pound pack and carrying a canoe. I chose unwisely. The five wise, wise bridesmaids are prepared that the groom might be late. They knew that there was a chance that that was going to happen. So they packed oil for their lamps. Now Jesus told this story as a warning. The end of this world as we know it might not happen right away. Humanity might have a long wait. Some will be prepared, some won't. Now, unsurprisingly, no one packed an extra pair of sandals for me on this trip. Why would they? So this, uh, our fellow scouts had an idea. This was their great idea. We will duct tape Aaron's soulless sandals. And so I had so much duct tape wrapped around those, uh, around those sandals. They were trying to be helpful. The wise bridesmaids suggested that maybe the ones who hadn't packed oil or had bad sandals, whatever, they could go and try to find someone in the middle of the night to sell them oil, even though it was dark out and there were not quit trips. They were trying to be helpful. But I'm going to tell you, in both cases, it didn't work out. There were negative consequences. When we finished that week, my feet hurt. They hurt so badly. They were cut up, bleeding. And our first night back was in the relative com comfort of a Minnesota state park. And I burned those stupid sandals in the fire that night. It felt good. <laughs> it's been a long time since Jesus first told the story of the bridesmaids. And in every generation since, there have been those that expected that the end of this world would happen, and it, and it didn't. The truth is that most people now have forgotten that the end of this world was once seen as a good thing. But we've become so drunk on the wine of this world that we have forgotten the vision of a better world. We let go of that. So today, today, we are reminded that the light still shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not and will not overcome it. It is our charge. It's our charge to keep the light, keep the hope going in how we live our lives, the light that we share in this world, to keep the, alive the hope that Jesus promised not to buy into the fear that the end of the world is the end of everything, but to remember that the, the kingdom, the kingdom of God, that condition of shalom, as our Jewish friends would say, that is our hope for a better world. 
Please don't forget the hope. And be ready. Do the work to encourage and build people up by dem demonstrating compassionate care and mercy for all people. Not just those who look like you. Insist on justice for all people. And don't buy into the lie that violence and threats of violence are ever what's going to keep you safe. This is the message of the light. It is the truth that we need to remember and keep at Christmas and always. Amen.